0: This is The School Bell, brought to you by Independent Schools Queensland. We're the peak body promoting, supporting and developing Queensland's independent schools. It was important for me to find a school that was suitable for both my kids.
1: Parents are very savvy about school choice. Independent schools are providing what parents want. If we truly want to do everything we possibly can for each student, The more we know about them, the better. Teachers actually are quite excited by data.
0: Holistic education, one that develops all the dimensions of a child, I think is really key. As you prepare them for a world that's very different.
1: Hello, I'm
0: Shari Armistead, Director of Strategic Relations at Independent Schools Queensland. And welcome to The School Bell, a podcast about issues of importance to Queensland independent schools. In this episode, I'm speaking with Dr Sandy Heldsinger. Sandy is a teacher, author and assessment and reporting expert who is leading the development of the Bright Path assessment and reporting software in schools. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks very much, Shari.
1: It's great to be speaking with you.
0: Welcome to Brisbane. And you're here talking to people about data, of course, at the Data Symposium at the Independent Schools Queensland Professional Learning Centre.
1: Tell us about Bright Path. What is it? Brightpath is essentially um, an innovative assessment process uh... it comes from many years of research trying to find a way of getting reliable data from teacher judgments um... the assessment process works really well with extended performances so with um... aspects of learning like reading and numeracy uh, multiple choice questions and um... short answer questions give teachers really good information about student learning for many aspects of learning though it's better to assess um, students work through extended performances Um, and that's really been the focus of our research how can we get good data from teacher judgments of extended performances Uh, so Steve Humphrey and I started researching this work when we were back in the department um, some years ago the Department of Education and WA and then we continued the work at UWA and we got to a point where we thought this was something that was really quite important and we needed to get it out to schools so we licensed our IP from the university developed software and Bright Path now really is an assessment process as well as assessment software that gives teachers and schools a lot of great data for them to evaluate their student learning
0: So how do you quantify things like is it actually teachers impressions
1: about things? Say it's a narrative, the teachers want to assess narrative, they'll give their students a little a task that will elicit a narrative um, from the students and then they assess the full story. So they assess by comparing to the, the calibrated exemplars So they, and that allows them to place them on a scale so we get a scale score from the students work. So the two big strengths is that we get reliable data once the teachers decided that the um, performance is better than this exemplar, not yet as good as that exemplar, they're locked into a score range. So that means that it's much easier to get comparable data from across teachers. And then because we're going straight onto a scaled score, a bit like um, we, we call it the bright path ruler because it is a bit like has the properties of a ruler, we can track growth over time. Can
0: you go through what's a typical exemplar? What sort of things are they looking for? So,
1: I'll first of all describe the range of performances. So, the scales go from prep up to year nine, and so down in the prep level, it'll be where students are perhaps have letter-like formations. They're still trying to work out how how to code. Words, and then it goes all the way through to year nine, where in um, a narrative piece there's a very strong sense of setting and character, and there's dialogue to move the story along. Could be a sense, some sense of humour coming through, or the students develop tension. So, we're talking about students now who are really communicating well with their reader. Um, and so, from that range, we have an increments of twenty points on the scale. It works out. I think it's about twenty four or twenty six exemplars. Each exemplar is showing just slightly more development. So, down the bottom range, we'd go from letter like formations to the students being able to. We can see some words, um, and then further on, they're starting to write simple sentences and so on. We have scales for narrative writing, persuasive writing, and information report writing, and then in the early years we have recount writing and we also have an oral narrative. The narrative writing actually is the one that's getting 75% of use so far has been on narrative writing which is really interesting. I'm a little concerned that information report writing isn't getting so much use so I think what we're seeing to some extent is the influence of NAPLAN and Teachers are focusing on the scales, that the writing types that will be assessed in NAPLAN. And I think that as an education community we need to look closely at. Are we, because of NAPLAN, are our students getting to high school without the mastery of the writing skills that will help them across the curriculum? Um, and demonstrate their understandings through writing in a range of learning areas,
0: and also in real life and in the workforce.
1: Yes, very much so. So yeah. that's a, that's is disappointing because then
0: that's the old argument about teaching to the test. And yes. So mm-hmm. we don't. We certainly
1: don't want that. We no. want To have well-rounded students. Yeah. So what impact has this had on schools? There has been a study done by the School Curriculum and Standards Authority in WA, looking at schools that are using Bright Path. Um, well and using it often and we can see in those schools. So the study was um, commissioned through Evidence for Learning and involved ultimately about 1,200 students. There was a control group of students who are in schools not using Bright Path and then looked at the data of students um, in schools that are using Bright Path and on the NAPLAN data we can see that those schools using Bright Path are having a greater impact on student learning. Um, but as researchers, obviously, we want to understand, we know that it's, those, it's not just using the tool that makes the difference, it's that these schools are actually using the data that they collect and using it to inform their work. So we're very cautious in saying Bright Path leads to, a dif- uh, to improvement. It's when Bright Path's used well, it'll lead to an improvement in student learning.
0: Well, that's always the case with data, isn't it? It's good you can collect data, but it's what you do with it, isn't it? That's right, exactly. And uh, then that means you need to be able to train people in the use of
1: data. Are you doing that too? We've certainly tried very much to have the reports so they're intuitive. They speak very directly to teachers. The reports give um, detailed formative assessment information for the teacher so it helps them with say guided writing groups, um, giving feedback to students, um, planning their learning programs. The um, assessment process also gives schools um, whole school data. So there's more of an aspect of summative or evaluative information that comes through from the data. So if both teachers and school leaders are using the data, um, we're pretty sure that it'll lead to improved student learning. Um, but as you say, if, they, if they're just doing it from compliance, it's not going to make a difference. And have you seen any interest and in
0: impact in systems? as you were talking at the school level.
1: What about at the system or the state level? Okay, so to give you a sense of the usage of Bright Path across Australia, we've got about 600 schools in WA. The Department for Education in South Australia has a Bright Path as an initiative, and they have about 140 schools. We also have a trial happening in the Northern Territory, and then schools around Australia that have come to us directly. But I have to say, ISQ is leading the way, um, and there's the first Queensland authority to start a trial.
0: Oh, great. So can you tell us about the Queensland schools involved? How many have you got?
1: We, there are five, and um, the team will be supporting them. St Margaret's, I was out at St Margaret's yesterday, and they started last year, and they're still feeling their way, but are quite excited by what Bright Path can offer. So do you see Bright Path maybe replacing NAPLAN in the future? Uh, I would see Bright Path as complementing NAPLAN. It's providing reliable data and a scaled score from teachers' assessments of their student work. And at the moment it's only in writing. So you know, we've got the other aspects of NAPLAN that are assessed numeracy and reading. But what we can do is collect data from teachers' assessments of their own students and that data has the same... Robustness, for want of a better word, is NAPLAN data. So it allows um, schools to compare performances over time. It allows them to track student growth and learning, to compare their performance to other schools and so on. So it's giving them what they would get from NAPLAN, but coming from their own teacher judgments. And, of course, they have a lot more flexibility. They can use it at all year levels. They can use it on different scales and at points in time that suit them. So it's
0: another diagnostic tool, but unlike NAPLAN, I guess, uh, is it quicker?
1: Is the results quicker? The results instantaneous. So just as um, teachers are scoring their students' work, it's uh, collected in the report, so they're getting the report straight away. Unlike NAPLAN, though, the teachers have to do the judgments. And so that requires a little bit of time management workload, um, dealing with workload in schools but we do know from all the schools that are using Bright Path that many school leaders talk about it in the moment professional learning the assessment process is giving the teachers really valuable information about their students writing skills
0: well that would be a boon to them to be able to have instantaneous results
1: yes yeah absolutely so um, that's been a great strength and What I hadn't anticipated, but what is coming through, is the report that teachers are really finding valuable is one where we show um, pre- and post-test data. So that's where the teachers have assessed their students, then taught for a period and then assessed them again, and we're able to show them how much progress their students have made, and we do also provide an effect size. And that one really is igniting teachers' um, enthusiasm. And I guess teachers have... they've always wanted to know what impact they're having on learning and now we're giving them a tool that allows them to have a look at that. Oh that
0: sounds very very good. I'm wondering then how long does it actually take a time in time for a teacher to do?
1: So it'll start off a bit slowly. Their teachers mark by comparing their students work to calibrated exemplars. They need to know the exemplars really well and they need to be able to analyse their student work closely. So they'll start off um, a bit slowly as they're getting used to the exemplars but um, ultimately it should take about as long as it would take you to do a careful marking of your classwork and then the time saving comes in the reports. Because once you've done that assessment, you've got data to inform your teaching, data to share with students, report comments for parents, reports for parents, as well as the school's got all its data.
0: So how what's the role of then the parents and the students? Is there And you said about sharing this data. So it's a way of them to actually make adjustments and to see that valuable way of going forward to get improvements? That's
1: right. So... Um, From a student perspective, teachers are finding various ways of including students in the assessment process so students can see where they are on the scale and how much progress they're making. It's up to schools how they share the information with parents and some schools um, are sending the reports home as part of the end of semester reports or they're using it as continuous reporting so as soon as the piece of work's finished they send the piece of work home with the report so there are various ways that they're sharing it with parents.
0: It's good for parent engagement isn't it because you want them to help with the learning at home. And uh, if parents can see, especially there's comparative data,
1: to see the progress, that's a good incentive, I yes, imagine. Yes, very much so. One school has shared with us, um, they brought the, all their parents in and explained to them the reports. And they said that it was really, it, they got a level of engagement from parents that they hadn't had before. So
0: do you think that this has got the potential to turn
1: the Australia's uh, school outcomes around? I would like to think so, um, I think that when we look at it, what we're doing is providing teachers with fine-grained information about how writing develops and that necessarily will lead to improvement. So. To give you a sense of this, when we first start working with schools often the teachers are focusing on spelling and punctuation and they're missing out the important authorial aspects of writing. So through the um, training they they begin to understand more of what it means to be a, a better writer and where their students are and what they need to teach them. So my sense is that we are doing something quite special. So you've been doing this for a while in Perth, obviously, and that's yep. where you started. There's quite a
0: large take-up there. Are you seeing that progression in the outcomes in
1: that environment in Perth? Certainly. Um, so the the study that I ref, um, referred to where we could see that um, students in Bright Path schools perform better on NAPLAN than schools uh, students in um, non-Bright Path schools is very um, heartening. We can see it within school data. But I think we also have to be very, very mindful that there's never one quick fix. So there are going to be a range of things that we need to understand that will um, help lead to improvement. So
0: where to next? And how do you get people excited about data? What's your secret about that, Sandy?
1: That's really interesting. I think teachers actually are quite excited by data. I think that they want to know how they're doing. They want insights. You know, teaching's quite a lonely profession and you're wanting some feedback on how you're going. So I never really struggle um, with getting teachers excited about assessment and looking at data. I think there's lots that we can do to um, make it easier for them. I think in many ways we're still expecting them to devise too much and the psychometric and the measurement assessment experts need to do a lot more hard work behind the scenes to find ways of better supporting teachers. Yes, that's the hard
0: bit. I think is more that the fear you might have to overcome in some people with uh, just the unknown. Is that yes, it?
1: partly that. I think also we very quickly go to the notion that we can measure student learning um, because we do see it's developmental. We can see how students from change from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. But and because we think that it's because we know that we can see growth. We want to try and measure it in ways that we do in the physical sciences, or we want to talk about it in the ways that we do in the physical sciences, but we don't have those instruments. So when a parent wants to check if their child's temperature has t- changed, they can use a thermometer. We don't really have that kind of inst- equivalent instrument in um, education, but we want to be able to um, measure change. So. As a profession, we need to find ways of helping teachers measure that change. And um, that's where I feel quite buoyed by the work that we've done in Bright Path. If you had one
0: thing that you wanted um, the listeners to take away, what's that one key message?
1: I'd like them to know that teachers make great judgments when we get the assessment method right. And it's time for us now to trust our teachers' um, judgments and to start using their data in meaningful ways We've had a long tradition of standardised testing happening external to teachers and we don't need to do that anymore. Thank you very much. You
0: You have been listening to The School Bell, an Independent Schools Queensland podcast. To learn more about Independent Schools Queensland, visit our website isq.qld.edu.au. To catch our next episode or listen to some previous podcasts, you can subscribe to ISQ's The School Bell on iTunes or Google Play. You can also listen via our website or wherever you get your podcasts.